1: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Pierre Maguire of Sportsnet in Canada is standing by. We have seen and heard a lot of Pierre over the years because he did a lot of big games involving the St. Louis Blues. And Pierre, first of all, thanks for joining us here in St. Louis. Great to have you with us. How are you doing?
2: Great to visit with you, Randy. Nice to talk with you, Michelle. No, everything's going great. Thank you very much. Just got off the ice. I've been running a skate here in Boston for the last number of years with a lot of top-end college players and some minor pro players, and we just got off the ice, so good to visit with you both.
0: Well, I want to start with this, and we'll get to Matthew Kachuk in a moment, but you just had a chance to spend a year with Brady Kachuk, and we know Brady here in St. Louis, but I want to get your impressions of the young man that is the captain of the Ottawa Senators.
2: Uh, Fantastically diligent, really uh, coachable, uh, passionate beyond belief when it comes to winning, uh, wants to make a difference every night, um, is a great role model for his teammates, is fantastic in the community. Um, He is, without a doubt, he was probably the most important thing we had to get done last year when I was working in Ottawa, was to get Brady signed. And, And it was not an acrimonious negotiation, but it was a long negotiation and eventually it found its way to being done. And uh, Brady was the probably the most important piece that the Ottawa Senators had to get done, and they got that done. And now you can see all the other parts of the team are falling into place, Randy. So it's a really positive situation, but Brady's a critically important player to that franchise.
3: Well, Pierre, let's talk about his brother, Matthew. Blockbuster trade between the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers over the weekend. What did you make of what... Uh, excuse me, what Florida gave up in order to acquire Matthew Kachuk.
2: Well, Florida had to give up some money, obviously, and that's what they were able to do when they moved Mackenzie Wiegar and and, uh, Jonathan Huberto, both players going into the last years of their deals. Um, And both of them really Florida Panthers are both drafted by the team, both cultivated by the team, both, you know, well into their careers as Florida Panthers. Huberto is almost 30 years of age. So you know you look at it and that's heartbreaking as a general manager and for Billy Zito to have to make that call and call up and say, uh, I hate to tell you guys this, we're part you're part of a great team, but unfortunately we're moving you uh, to Calgary. Um, that had to be hard. That had to be a really difficult phone call for Billy to make. But I would tell you this, um, Calgary, you got two good players. The key for them is going to be can they get them resigned. You know, Michelle, it's interesting you'd ask that question because I, when I was working on Sportsnet during free agency and it was really apparent that Johnny Goudreau wasn't going back, I was asked by David Amber, the host, what's the most important thing they can do in Calgary now? And I said, get the Matthew Kachuk situation dealt with one way or another because if you don't get that done, you're doomed. You're doomed. And so they found a way to get it done. Obviously, it's got to work out long-term because Florida's got Matthew long-term and it's going to be – fantastically great for Matthew in Florida, but for Calgary, if they're not able to sign Uyghur or Huberto, they're in big trouble.
0: And Pierre, it seems to me that at least this year, with what moves uh, Brad Living has made, they're paying their goalie a lot of money, they have half a dozen highly paid players, they really were kind of in, in no man's land because they couldn't go back to a rebuild. Could they? It, it seems to me they were better off trying to compete with these two players for this coming season than just trying to take it all the way down to the ground.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point, and I would agree with that, Randy, 100%. I think the one thing that, you know, in Calgary that you've got, um, you've got a real stable core of defensemen. You've got, you did have arguably the best line in the National Hockey League uh, when you had Kachuk and when you had, um, you know, Goudreau playing and and the way they were able to manufacture offense uh, with Elias Lindholm. That was arguably the best line in the National Hockey League. All those players had over 100 points each last year. I was into Calgary a lot to watch them, uh, both scouting and also with our team playing against them last year in Ottawa, and and, uh, they are well coached and they're hard to play against, but the truth of the matter is that the fan base there is expecting a lot, and because of what's gone on with Edmonton, um, that rivalry is really apparent, and it has been for a long time. If Calgary can't match that intensity and the growth of the program in Edmonton, they're going to have problems with their fan base in Calgary.
3: Pierre, I want to ask you about the state of the St. Louis Blues right now. All Blues fans were hoping that Matthew Kuchuk would wear the note, uh, but that didn't work out. But let's look at the state of the team right now. So they are not without are they without without Husso, David Prawn no longer a member of the Blues. They lock up Robert Thomas and Nick Letty to contract extensions. Do you think the Blues today are better than they were when they ended their season?
2: Well, they've got some interesting things that are probably not household names, but I think can really contribute. Josh Levo getting signed by... Uh, St. Louis was huge. He was arguably the best player in the American Hockey League this year, um, playing for uh, Carolina's farm team in Chicago, and they won the American Hockey League championship. He was outstanding. Josh was. And, you know, obviously they played against St. Louis's farm team in Springfield, so I'm sure the management of St. Louis had a chance to really watch Josh in the final. So I think quietly that was a really good acquisition. Another real quiet acquisition was Noel Achari, from the Florida Panthers. I've known Noel since he played at the Kent School in Connecticut, and he's a thick, robust, hard-nosed, in-your-face player, perfect role player for the way the Blues like to roll for a line, so I think he's going to help them in a quiet way. Uh, signing Robert Thomas to that long eight-year extension, uh, that should give Robert a huge amount of, of uh, confidence going into the season, so I'm a little bit more bullish on on the Blues and maybe some other people are, and you know, again, I, I just look at the mobility on the defense. I look at the depth that they have uh, at at certain forward positions. I still think they're a really, really competitive team.
0: Pierre, when you look at what the Panthers gave up for Matthew, and you look at the Blues roster, was there a way for the Blues to reasonably match the the trade that Calgary got for Matthew Kachuk?
2: Probably not, um, and the reason why is if you trade Jordan Cairo, um You're giving up because, let's be honest, the Blues are the oldest team in the National Hockey League. They have the oldest average age of any team in the National Hockey League. Cairo's only 23 or 24, if I remember correctly. If you trade Robert Thomas, he's 23. I know that for sure. So those would have been probably the two most desirable players that Calgary would have wanted for Matthew because Matthew's obviously 24, so they would have wanted somebody in his age group, and I think that would have been tough. I don't think they would have been knocking on the door for any of the older players um, that St. Louis has, except for maybe Ryan O'Reilly, who's the captain of the team, and I just couldn't see that happening.
3: Pierre, as you look at the offseason, who do you think has won the offseason? What's one team that you think made some great moves and really put themselves in a position to be better?
2: Well, Detroit has done some amazing work, and they deserve a lot of credit. And I know people in St. Louis probably don't want to hear that <laughs> because of, Hus- of Husseau and Perron being there. But I think Detroit's done some more good work. I think Ottawa's done some very good work by getting Debrinket out of Chicago, uh, by getting Claude Giroux out of Florida. The one thing Ottawa needs to do is they still need a right defenseman, and that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting to watch. The fact they were able to move Matt Murray's money to Toronto um, was really shocking to me, quite frankly, but they were able to do it. Uh, But so Ottawa did some really good things. Um, And and I think when you look at it um, honestly and openly, the one team that was able to keep a lot of their players, well, there were two actually, Tampa and Colorado. I know people don't want to hear that, but the truth is, is that both those teams really didn't take a step back. They were able to keep their players. Um, and that was shocking. And, and we still don't know uh, with Colorado, they still might not be done spending. And so that's going to be really interesting. Nazem Kadri's is still out there. And if he resigns back with Colorado, that that's really that's an unbelievable amount of work done in the off season by the like, defending Stanley Cup champ Colorado Avalanche.
3: Pierre, that was my next question. I am very surprised that Nazem Kadri is still out there on the market. If not Colorado, where do you think might be a good fit for him?
2: Well, Calgary's a perfect fit for him, Michelle, when you really look at it. I mean, with the Calgary Flames, uh, with what they've done now with Matthew moving on, um, with Callie Yarncroak moving on, uh, Calgary would be a perfect destination for him. I mean, then you'd have Elias Lindholm in the one hole, Nazem Kadri in the two hole, and Michael Backlund in the three hole. And that then all of a sudden Calgary, even though they had to move Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goodrow's son, Uh, as a free agent in Columbus, I'll tell you one thing right now, that would make them a very difficult team. But I I still think uh, the the longer this goes, I think it speaks to Colorado really trying to get something done with them.
0: Hey, Pierre, before we let you go, you mentioned you just got off the ice at a camp in Boston. Are they still developing any hockey players in the Boston area? (laughs)
2: Lots of them. Lots of them. That's a good question, Randy. The answer is yes, they are. Lots of them. Uh, I trained 12 young men here in the summer. Six of those young men uh, just got back from NHL development camp. So I'm really proud of those six. Uh, the other six have legitimate chance to go. Two of the players were drafted in the top five rounds. One was in the third round this year, one was in the fourth. So they, they are developing a lot of players here. Um, and, you know, with all the competitive college programs you have here, whether it's BU, BC, Northeastern, uh, you know, obviously down in Providence, uh, up in Maine, uh, UMass Amherst, there's so many good players that are being developed in the Massachusetts area.
0: Yeah, we've got a, uh, a an imported northeastern Northeasterner, uh, Keith Kachuk, who still lives here in St. Louis, and we love having him here, but uh, one of the great products of that area.
2: Yeah, well, I'll date myself now. When uh, Keith Kachuk was 16 years of age, he was at a camp that I used to run called the Europa Cup, and uh, that was a very prominent camp back in the day, and we had players like uh, Tony Amonti and Jeremy Ronick and Sean McEachern and um, Billy Guerin. I could go down the line. Garst, no, they all were part of that. But I'll never forget um, when I was coaching in Pittsburgh going in to watch a game at BU one night, and there was Keith Kuchuk playing on a line with Sean McEachern and Tony Amonti. One of the best lines I ever saw in college hockey. It was phenomenal.
0: That's phenomenal. Pierre, good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it.
2: Randy, really nice visiting with you. Michelle, nice talking to you. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the summer.
0: You too. Take care. Pierre Maguire, formerly of NBC and of the Ottawa Senators, and did some work with Sportsnet during the, during the summer.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.